Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike and Joe and Craig here on January 11th. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We're recording this a little on the later end just because of scheduling set up this week. We hope you enjoyed the past weekend, especially if you got a chance to watch San Diego or take part in it, maybe. I don't know. Um, San Diego had a really successful outcome. There were about 850 Masters players on the TCG side. And on the VGC side, there was, I think it was 600 plus, but it's funny. They were talking about how they need to restructure everything because I didn't even really recognize this. Did you know or would you have guessed the TCG numbers way, 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 way outweigh the amount of people playing the video game at most events? Uh, I what, What's the ratio? Well, it was 800 to 600, but it was more of the fact that, that people were like, this is an astounding amount of players in, in the video game side of things, and we might need to change how we do day two because... Wolfie put out a thing and was saying like with these rising numbers because Orlando has like 700 plus or something, maybe 800 now. There's a cap to it. And they were basically saying, Wolfie was saying it's possible to go 10 and 2. I think he said 10 and 2. Maybe it was 9 and 2. And 6 and 4 and have the exact same point total. Huh? He, he, he had this whole equation thing and obviously it doesn't, but he, he brought up all these situations where like there are situations where you could miss cut at nine and two, or you could make cut at like seven and three, depending on certain things. And because of the amount of people and the way it's set up, because the way VGC is set up, it's 10 Swiss rounds and then you make your top cut and there's no day two Swiss. And so what people were finding was stuff was getting so, so like messed up by the end of everything. Everyone was basically in a similar spot. So what ended up happening was there was a bunch of people that probably could have made top 32, but didn't just because of one thing or another. But basically, everyone had a similar record at the top. Like, they were a lot more bubbling out, I'm pretty sure. And I've seen this from numerous pro players I now. I don't understand how 6 and 4 makes it an over. I'd have to go yeah. back and pull up the thread and actually see it. I can pull it up kind of while we're sitting here, too. Maybe. I don't know. My brain's broken for that if there's some kind of weird math where you have to go to to this bracket after this bracket you failed you go to this bracket but you won a bunch of other brackets and i don't know i, uh, I think okay so he was basically saying you can get nearly as many points as someone who went six and four and it says this is because records on the first day don't carry over to the second day and he basically says he wants to move to a two-day swiss which is the same as the tcg format because it makes things too colluded and messed up I don't know. That's it, VGC. I I don't. I, I just like I just that. okay to some, to bring us back on track. I was just shocked to hear that the TCG numbers are are routinely so much higher than the video game side. Uh, even pre pandemic, it was like somewhere between seven hundred to a thousand almost per event, depending which event it was. For trading uh, card game stuff, yeah, which is what we're used to. Which is why he's yeah. saying the VGC side <laughs> needs to move towards it, and I just. The the point of that, me bringing yeah. that up, was just that it's, I never realized it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a fad because the game came out, there's a peak in it, and it'll just come back down. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time fathoming the idea of 
all of a sudden an increase. It's like VGC numbers just doubled. I mean, and they 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 didn't necessarily double, but they did go up by quite a big percent. And I mean, I don't know. It could be that way. We we've been out for a while from the video game side of things, right? They didn't have a video game official competition until this past one, so that obviously inflates things. But at the same time, I think people really love terrestrializing. Possibly. I, I think they need to start exploring single versus double. Like, you still have doubles format in VGC, but I think they need to do a singles format probably too. That might ease things. I don't know if they'll ever actually do that. I I don't really know. The thing with singles, the reason singles work so well in Pokemon Showdown is because there are tiers. And if you remove tiers, you're going to see a really, really consistent meta way more than you do VGC because, you know, things interact differently in singles. Like that and it's 3v3. There is no 6v6 singles. Which is odd, but when you go on the singles ladder, it is a 6v6 team like VGC, and then you pick three to bring to the battle. And I actually think it would take longer than VGC games. So that is an interesting conversation to see if they actually ever would. I don't think they will, but I was just shocked. Again, I was just shocked to see that TCG numbers were so high. Um, But more on track with that event. On the TCG side of things, we did see Vikavolt get a victory, which, I mean, Vikavolt's been hovering around ever since Lugia has been a little more and more. It was cool to see that although around 33% of decks played were Lugia, there was only one Lugia in top eight, and it got seventh place. So top four was Vikavolt against Mew, which was a pretty cool three-game series that I watched. Third place was Arceus Duraludon, which is another common anti-meta thing that people brought for Lugia because of the special energy. Fourth place, we did have a lost box. This one was with Amazing Rayquaza. Have you tried that? Uh, I know a while back ago when uh, when the Lost Mechanic came back, we had the confis and everything too. I think you remember that. Like I tried to make, uh, like a, a amazing rare lost box deck. Yes. I couldn't figure it out, and I said one day this is going to become a thing. I just don't know how. Like it just well, wasn't they- working out for me, and they've someone figured it out. So like I'm glad um, they're figuring it out. I just was a little upset. It wasn't me. Yeah, I mean it's. And it makes sense too, right? Because you have the Mirage Gate engine. It plays all those basic energies. Uh-huh. It played one Raikou, two Rayquaza, and obviously still had the same Lost Box core of Cram, Sableye, Comfey, because you need something to rely on at the end of the day. Only one Energy Recycler, which was interesting. You know, you'd think you'd want to be a little heavier on that side, but it does play Training Court instead of Pokestop, which is what people kind of opt between. So that's pretty cool to see. It played two Raihans, so it was very heavy out of getting energy out of the discard. I think Raihans, one of the best cards in the format, like hands down. I think it's probably like a top five card. If I, I don't have the list in front of me in my head, but I would easily rank it that high. For these decks, I think that's phenomenal. To be able to pull out those specific energies, you want them in the discard, it's not a big deal. I think it was pretty sweet to see. Uh, we did see a lot of different Lost Box decks kind of floating around on stream, so that was always fun to see. 
The other decks in top eight, we had an Arceus variant, and this one played a card that the Vikavolt deck played, that some Lost Box deck played. We saw the first, I don't know if it's the first, but the biggest showing of Aerodactyl V-Star. Aerodactyl V-Star showed up as a lot of 1-1 lines in a bunch of different decks. Like I said, I saw it in Lost Box. I saw it in Arceus Variants. I saw it in the Vikavolt deck in the finals. And if you don't remember what this card does, it's V-Star power for one colorless energy is Ancient Star. Until this Pokemon leaves play, it gains an ability that has the effect your opponent's Pokemon V, except for Aerodactyl V-Star, have no abilities. This shuts down a numerous amount of things. It shuts down Luminion. It shuts down Crobat. It shuts down, obviously, Lugia V-Star, although you have to do it quickly, so you probably gun for this Aerodactyl fast. It shuts down Starbirth. It shuts down Duraludon's ability. It shuts down any ability that Vs have. And right now, would you say that we're in a heavy ability format for our Vs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to see because, I mean, we knew the card existed. And when you and I would talk about it, it was kind of like, a, this is a really fascinating card, but you have to attack with it. So we don't see the full value in it. But, you know, whether you escape rope or maybe you boss to force them to have to play around it, people found ways to make it happen. And it showed up enough for me to believe that, once again, as it was mentioned when Lugia came out, is the most counterable tier zero deck that we've seen in a long time. Because you see Item Lock, you see Aerodactyl, you see these single prize amazing rare decks. I guess what makes me comfortable about this is there's clearly a lot of answers to Lugia, and although it's everywhere, I'm, I'm kind of not that stressed compared to like even like Resh's art or anything. Like, How do you feel about it now? Now that we've had a couple events to prove that there are answers, how do you feel? I'm still not scared or threatened by Luka. It's a lot of times like you have it or you don't. Um, my experiences playing against it, I think a better time it flops than it does actually any good. Um, or my opponent's forced into an awkward situation based on hand card situations. Um I'm not scared about it. I am still baffled and confused and why so many people try to play it. I don't know if it's just it being Lugia. I don't know, but I don't know. you've heard me you heard me talk my disdain about the deck and in general. I just don't like it. I continue to dislike it. I don't I don't find it I don't find it to be a very good deck or very uh, it's a deck I don't want to play, nor do I want to see, and don't really care for. If I see it, I'm not threatened by it, but I also just don't want to see it because it. I don't under. We kind of we kind of get annoyed and hate things we don't understand sometimes, and that's one of it. I I just don't understand why why it's so popular. I can tell you from playing a lot more on the TCG Live client now that we've actually been able to get on, because. Over 50% of the decks I play are Lugia, both because of accessibility and just because of where it is in the meta. That deck, I, I'm i going to have to get you to play it more, against it more, even though you don't want to, because it cooks way more than you'd think it should. I'd rather way, do my own cooking. 
It's man, I'm telling you, I it, whether it's because of the supporting cards around it, whether it's because you know it plays Luminion, so there's more specific stuff you can search for. I'm telling you, more times than not, way more times than not, that thing is set up for four energy by turn two, and there are no questions asked. And I think a big part about it too is it's been able to add a few more threats. I mean, it has Radiant Charizard, it has Stoutland V, and I think it's just people have figured out how to maximize numbers, right? And you, People have figured out, like, you play more Serena because you can discard the Archaeopsis. You play a four of Ultra Ball and Quick Ball, which is what people were doing. You just have a lot of ways to get Archaeops and get it into the discard file up for Evolution Incense. It is, uh, it's just once it gets there, I don't, I don't think most decks can stop it. Once you get Archaeops on the bench, and I've seen a lot of them go early, and we'll continue to see this deck at the top for quite some time. I, you never know what a new era like EXs will do to a deck like this, but from what I can see, it's in a super, super strong spot. And I'm not a fan of playing it either because it is like big unga bunga smack for a billion. But it's pretty, it's 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 pretty good at that. Like to me, every time I talk about Lugia, you know that meme where it guys, oh wow, wow, that's nice. That's like, how that's you how feel. I, that's how I feel about every time I talk about Lugia. Well, and it's not oh, your cup of tea to play. Wow. That's the biggest part too. No, I, I I prefer herbal tea. That's hey, and you're playing and you're playing your lost while. box. You got your lost box decks, and you're feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. And speaking of like playing decks, you and I finally for the first time, probably since COVID, together at least, we went to a local, and it wasn't like the Saturday league where you know you go, you hang out, you play. It was actually, all right, you play your matchups. It's a best of ones. There were like 16, 17 people. And you finally got more of a competitive feel again in person. And you played Lost Box Kyogre. And I just want you to talk about how you felt about going back again. Because we've talked about on the show the past couple of weeks about how you are really trying to, you know, you're making a career change. And part of the reason is, is you want to do the things you enjoy. And you got a little taste of it last week. Yeah. So I I had to pull your teeth this time to go play. You did, uh, you did, and I like finally did it and did everything. But uh, I had Wednesday off because of the holiday being on Sunday, uh, which was New Year's. Uh, they gave me Wednesday off in, in in return, and I had built it. Uh, Lost Box Kyogre a while back just because when it first started because I wanted to have something available ready to go. I enjoyed it as much as I thought I would that deck. Uh, I did go 2-2. Two and two. My first matchup was against Eternatus, but my issue was draw passing. Always that sucks. Was, uh, <laughs> draw passing, so like for several terms in a row, so I couldn't pop off like I need to. Um and if you don't pop off with a decent size bench on turn one with lost box and not having your confies in place, good luck. <laughs> right. Um 
Game two is against Lugia, but my opponent made a lot of, in my opinion, potentially like bad misplays and not not paying attention to the resources closely enough to know like what they need, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually kind of in my benefit because like I completely forgot about Raikou and I ended up throwing my mana fee into the lost zone, but my opponent had already played a uh what is it called? The the it's not it's not rainbow energy. Aurora, Aurora energy. Yeah. Aurora energy and they played two already and there was two in the deck and then basically could not Raikou anyways. So Yeah, because they didn't have the energy. <laughs> didn't have the energy anymore to really pop on there. So that kind of worked out into my benefit. And I just kind of took off from there. But uh the Raikou tech Raikou V tech was pretty good. Um I know some people are playing the Zero Aura instead, the baby Zero Aura, but I also don't want to be using a choice band with it. I only play one, so it's I don't really want to manipulate manipulate my whole deck for that. Right. Plus, I don't I don't mind the draw for it. Uh, game three. I'm trying to remember what it was, and I cannot offhand. But I did win that one. I lost my last one. So, I'd feel playing uh, though. I mean, um, it felt good. Like, it, it's the most rejuvenated I felt in probably three years. That's awesome. Like, I felt good. I mentally felt good. Physically felt good. I slept well. Um, everything about it just felt great to, um, be playing again. And granted, like one of the reasons we wanted to go was like. Our group of friends that we played with prior to the pandemic, um, like we're still friends with them, but some of them don't really play anymore. And I always want to know is that feeling still there of that community? Has the community changed? Like, not saying for the worse or better. I'm like, it's something that I feel like I can still connect myself to. And um, it was like riding a bike, it felt great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to play in a in a is it weird to say casual competitive format yeah no it's not I mean, weird to say that yeah it, like because that's really what it is when you go play league i mean you get prize pools you get stuff like you you are playing for something but they're best of ones you people bring fun decks it, it was a lot more meta focused in the games i played i did run dialga and ran around with dialga um and it went all right for me but it was fun i agree it, it was cool to kind of just See the newer people, see people we knew, and just sat down, talked it out, played our games. And also, you know, especially for you, now I've been playing a lot more, both online and I guess we could say in person, maybe not that much more, but more online, is just the the routine of playing the game. You know, playing the Pokemon trading card game is not the hardest thing on the planet. It's not the hardest card game to play either. The biggest thing about the card game is your sequencing, which every card game has that as well, but for Pokemon more than anything, your sequencing is everything. And playing in person kind of helps you remember how that sequencing feels and what it's like to kind of act act on each turn and, and keep track of these things when you don't have like a client or anything keeping track of it. Mm. Yeah, it was it was cool though. And and again, you're looking forward to doing it more and more. For me, for my schedule, it will always be tricky unless there's a day change at some point, but I'm also at peace with that. You know, like I said, I play a lot more online and things of that nature and and still keep in touch with our community at the store and are there on Saturdays and things like that. 
but it was fun. And I know you want to talk about it just because, like you said, you feel rejuvenate rejuvenated and probably validated that the reason you're looking to make a jump in your career life is is for a good reason. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I I really think part of like my depression in the last several years between my job, work, life schedule, thing like that, um, really answered a lot of questions and helped me really solidify and push. Like yesterday I finally put a down I I I put a deposit down on my education yesterday. So like that was all confirming things for me. You're locked in. I'm locked in financially. Can't well I, I can pull out, but I got I owe a thousand dollars if I do. Yeah, it's it's you've now given yourself another hurdle to get over if you wanted to back out. But it's good. Like I said, you're committed to the next step and I do think playing cards in a small way probably went probably helped you feel like, yeah, I'm I'm doing this for partly this reason and and a I feel a little bit more validation because I did enjoy it. I did miss it. And that's always that's always pretty cool. Anything else you want to say about playing at locals? Uh local leagues. I'm pretty much done with that, but I did play some expanded too. Oh, yeah, you did. There we had a shout outs to John. We had an expanded tournament at our local store. I did not attend because, quite frankly, I have no interest in expanded. But why don't you tell me how you went? Because you were, you were reasonably motivated to go to that event. Yeah. I so after playing Wednesday and talking to John, which John we had in the episodes before, uh, I just the group of playable that were going to play that day. I haven't played it within a long time, and they didn't, some of them played on Wednesday, and some of them didn't play on Wednesday. So. It was more of a reason to go hang out and play with them, but like no offense to the people, I almost rather I wish I didn't. <laughs> uh, it was a just as an unfun experience as I anticipated it being, as what I remembered uh, expanded being. It's just it's a format for magic players to express their magic selves in a Pokemon way. It is a pretty oppressive format, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was I almost honestly after round two just scooped and almost went home. <laughs> that's that's how bad I felt. Yeah, it's it's a format bred for a different style of play. And to be honest with you, we had this conversation at the store and I think the the opinion is split. I really do feel that we are done seeing expanded events. At least for possibly just because, you know, we took all the time off with COVID. We came back. Expanded isn't even available on the new client. If you introduce it again, you are. I mean, it's just like VGC. You change a series. So I guess you make people adapt. So it's not the end of the world. But the amount of people in the player base that know anything about expanded or have the resources, I feel like that even got more difficult post pandemic. I I think if they're gonna to have expanded, they might need to readjust what sets are legal for power creep reasons. Just go XY, dude. That would probably be fine. Right? They've been black and white since I started playing the game in like twenty seventeen or something, I feel like. And I think what Aspects are still Aspects are still legal. And maybe I started playing in 2015 a little bit more competitively, but it's it's always been black and white. Yeah, so I I 
for Pokemon to make expand in an official format again, or it is an official format, but one use of tournaments, I think they need to make a specs more accessible with some kind of a reprint. They'd have to. I mean, if if you're looking to do that again, I think I think you would have to do that. Again, will they? I don't know. I'm I'm truthfully truthfully I am expecting people just to be done with expanded. And that's just my opinion on it. I just think that 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 format is kind of already dying off, especially because of COVID. There's obviously a very dedicated player base like there typically is, but unless you adjust it now, again, like you said, if you readjust it and say X, Y on, I mean, X and Y sets have been coming out since 2013. So we've been sitting on this black and white era for 10 plus years, and I don't think we need to. So I, I would agree with that. If you want to bring expanded back, you need to make a change because those A specs as well are so powerful and they're still powerful. It just shows that, you know, maybe we need a change of change of pace. Because honestly, the current format on expanded, those are online. It's honestly basically like V's and V maxes or V stars with the crazy abilities of support mons from black, white, X and Y. Yeah. Um, that, that were crazy good. It's literally just the higher HPs with the really good support. And we need to get some of that good support out and kind of make people kind of readjust things. But we could go in that circle forever. Anything else you want to add on playing in person, playing expanded? Anything else you want to kind of pitch in with there? No. Cool. Well, you know, it's been kind of a casual conversation-based show today. Not a whole lot of information revealed to us. We did have a couple products get revealed. We do have a Clara Cyrus Premium Collection. This is similar to the Marnie one that we had a while back where, you know, you get the fancy Marnie supporter card in the little box. You get a couple extra packs in it. You can get a... There's deck boxes that'll be available for for Cyrus and Clara. There's some really... They're really cool looking, but not for me, but I know a lot of people really enjoy these collection sets with the different artworks and things like that. We have a knockout collection featuring Galarian Pokemon. It's Obstagoon, Slowking, and Dragapult. It's going to be 10 bucks. It's going to have some stickers, some packs, some a code card. I think it's really just for the stickers. Nothing, nothing crazy past that. But we do have one new card, and then we'll pretty much be out of here. Scarlet EX did reveal one new card, which, on a side note, we did hear a lot on Twitter that the set is supposed to be revealed Thursday night, so the 12th. So we should know a lot more about this set coming into next week. We got a new tool called Defiant Band. Defiant Band states, if you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent, the attacks of the Pokemon this card is attached due to 30 more damage to your opponent's active. Very similar to Choice Belt. Very similar to cards we've had in the past. I feel like I know your opinion on this, but I'll let you share it first. How do you feel about Defiant Band coming out in the new format in a few months? Uh, I am a big fan of it. I was a big fan of the comeback mechanics when they had uh, Counter Gang, Counter Catcher, Counter Energy where if you're behind, uh, your provided card, whether it be energy, tool, whatever it was, had a a good effect as a comeback mechanic. So um, I'm really hoping... And that was during the, the GX era, too. Yes. So 
my assumption is they're going to have similar cards come back. And given this card is a, a good example, um, I think it's perfect. Uh, I am excited for it. I was a big fan of it. It gives, like I said, it gives a chance to have that comeback mechanic, uh, which I think Pokemon desperately needs. Yeah. Um, because Pokemon, I think the biggest flaw of Pokemon is the the severe steamrolling Nessa could have mm-hmm. um, on the card game. And counter catcher and counter gain counter energies, those things like that, uh, gave it a little more reasonable uh, playing field, in my opinion. So I, I really hope there are more cards that like it that continue to come into the format and hopefully return back because I have some secret rares of those cards. So I would like to use them again. Yeah, it's big facts. I, I'm a huge fan of the counter cards as well. I, I played counter energy decks a ton. Even any of them, any of the counter cards, counter catcher, counter energy, this defiant band coming out, the more you can print like this, the more interesting the game gets because now you have to start planning how you take prizes. It's kind of similar to how people approach Radiant Charizard. You know, as you knock things out, you got to keep a mental note of, okay, how many energy do they need right now? They have this comeback mechanic built into it. It's the same thing. You know, we used to have it with Beast Ring and stuff, too, where mm-hmm. one surprise total gets to a certain point, you got to start planning for things. Like, if you're going to steamroll, you got to be ready for these cards now. Yeah, I think I think they will print a bunch of them. I'm, I'm pretty confident that this will not be the only card. I bet by the time we record next week, we'll have another one to talk about. Yeah, I I think it's like very hand in hand with the way the format's going, where you're trying to slow the pace back down again. So Absolutely. it prevents it prevents those big unga bunga basics, exes or vs, from really steamrolling over your deck and preventing you from getting set up. It gives you a better chance, right? Yeah, it gives you a chance, and ultimately that's kind of what people want. These comeback mechanics give people a chance to come back if they kind of get smacked early. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think it's going to be a really good thing, and that's that's basically it for news i mean we hung out it was kind of like a fireside chat tonight where we just kind of hung out talked about our thoughts on the regional talked about our thoughts about you know you especially getting to play in person and your nightmare experience with expanded Mm. and next week i'm anticipating a lot of cards to talk about so before we go joe is there anything you would like to add Everybody have a good weekend, and I believe next time we see you, MLK Day will have happened, so everybody have a good MLK Day. Yep, it'll be MLK Day. will have passed by then. Um, there's, I don't know, is there anything else going on? We don't have a regional this weekend. We have a couple weeks for the next one. So yeah, enjoy your MLK Day if you have that off. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy playing the card game. Thank you for supporting us as you do every week, and we will see you next time. <laughs>